Welcome to Diagram Dialogues, a podcast that explores the forces transforming healthcare across Asia Pacific and the ways in which diagnostics is shaping this future. These episodes will feature leading voices, from innovators and changemakers to patient advocates who are dreaming of a better tomorrow and making it a reality. Hear how they are innovating diagnostics, shaping healthcare, and changing lives. Hi, and welcome to Diagram Dialogues. I'm your host, Jonathan Chan. As a result of the pandemic, the healthcare industry, at least partly out of necessity, sped up its adoption of digital tools to overcome some of the challenges that our traditional health systems face. We were forced to rethink how we can deliver healthcare um, under this condition, and healthcare startups have really stepped up to help us come up with new ways to continue the care of patients, especially those with uh, chronic health conditions. And in this episode, we explore how innovation landscape is changing and the growing importance of startups in uh, helping us fill the healthcare gaps and um, continue to care for patients. And joining me on the podcast today is Patty Lee, CEO and co-founder of Orbit Health. Hi, Patty. Welcome to Diagram Dialogues. Hi, Jonathan. Thanks for having me. Well, the topic we're exploring today is how innovation is nurtured in the digital health space. And Patty, I know that you have your own journey into the health tech sector. So would you share with us where you came from and how you got here now as leading a biotech startup? Yeah, very happy to. Um, I think I have to start from talking a little bit about my passion and education to start. Um, I've always been quite curious about how the body works. So um, I study human biology in the University of Toronto. And then shortly after that, I pursued my MBA, which opened a lot of doors for me in terms of um, the corporate sector in pharmaceuticals and diagnostics industry. Now, it's also my passion. Um, I, I really like sci-fi. Um, the fact that, you know, um, things that, you know, it's a, such a playground for imagination. Um, so I think naturally healthcare and technology, the, the marriage of two really suits me um, and plays to my interest. Um, so from, I guess, after I graduated, um, my starting my corporate journey with pharmaceuticals and diagnostics company had led me to work in different parts of the world, um, from North America to Asia Pacific to Europe. And that's um, really allowed me to immerse myself into the current and traditional healthcare model. So I get to see, you know, how, how current models are, the healthcare delivery is happening, but also the various healthcare systems that's um, in, in different parts of the world, how different they are. Um, and that really helped me to see especially in areas where currently the healthcare model isn't addressing that effectively, like chronic diseases, how digitization or digital health can really help. And I guess my journey into digital health really started um, in 2015 when I decided to leave my corporate, uh, I guess my corporate journey to start um, to pursue my entrepreneurial path. Um, and that's where I encountered um, and start consulting for different technology company, um, deep tech, and also health tech companies. And um, throughout different projects, um, I met my co-founder, Dr. Franz Pister, who's um, at that time was working on a Parkinson solution, an AI solution for remote symptom monitoring um, to enable personalization of, of treatment. And, you know, at that time, we were working on different collaboration projects. We 
realized not only how well we work together, but also um, our expertise and experience really um, complement each other. And um, in 2018, after we met, after a year, we've decided to join hands to really take this um, Parkinson's solution, which is um, what we call Napgen today, to market. And that's when we started Orbit Health. Um, so, you know, there's an exciting journey ahead of us. Um, I think we see that, like I said before, how digital health can really transform um, chronic disease management. Um, and we really want to play a key role in this path to really bring digitization to healthcare um, to benefit patients around the world. Mm, yeah, that's interesting. And as you mentioned, your company Orbit Health focuses on Parkinson's disease, which is one of these chronic diseases that's becoming more and more prevalent. And in fact, one in two adults suffer from some form of chronic diseases today. So my question is, why focus on Parkinson's disease? And how do you think uh, Orbit Health's approach can be different from others or the traditional, I guess, standard of care out there? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I guess it's natural for us to focus on Parkinson's as a start because um, Franz was, um, a, he is a medical doctor, but um, he was treating Parkinson's patients back then. Now he's a fully um, immersed health AI specialist. Um, but because of his frustration when he was treating um, his Parkinson's patients, that um, had led him to actually start researching on an AI solution to enable personalized healthcare. So the problem we're seeing in Parkinson's disease, um, and that is actually quite similar, even identical to a lot of chronic diseases, is that patients don't see their doctor um, very often. Um, in Parkinson's, they see their doctor probably three to six months um, at most. Um, and then every time they see their doctor is about 15 to 20 minutes. And at the moment, there's no objective marker in terms of for the doctors to understand how the patients are responding to treatments or how their symptoms are. So you can imagine when they leave the doctor's office, um, the doctor really has no insights or clue as to how the patient's responding to treatment and they don't even see their symptoms, right? Um, so it's very difficult for them to personalize care or treatment for them. Um, and that goes with a lot of different chronic diseases. And some of them, even the doctor only see the patients when there's adverse events um, or when the patient's actually really ill. Um, so how can we use digital health to provide doctors these missing insights? So then they can first participate in the patient journey early um, and then um, provide early intervention measures to prevent um, adverse events. And second, how can they then leverage these insights to personalize care or treatment for them so that um, the effect of um, the disease management is a lot more improved and, and bring more benefits to patients. And so this is where, you know, Orbit comes in with the, just a smartwatch, for example, in the Parkinson's um, disease use case, with just a smartwatch, our AI is able to process that passively monitored or captured motion data and provide physicians with on-demand access to objective and continuous symptoms uh, insights. So that doctor can now see exactly how patients are responding to every medications being taken and then adjust the dosage or schedule a combination of the drugs to make sure that the patient stays in optimum therapeutic range so that their symptoms can be best or optimally controlled. And I think that's really where um, digital health can really shift the paradigm of chronic disease management moving forward. 
Mm. Yeah, that sounds like a very new approach to this disease that has um, you know, made a lot of patients suffer over the long term. And it does sound like there is a high degree of personalization because um, as you say, the doctors and patients can sort of come together and um, you know, using this new technology and AI-enabled uh, health solution, they're able to kind of walk through this journey together instead of, like you mentioned, um, the patients visiting their doctor's clinic infrequently, um, and the doctor doesn't even have really that much insight to to work on. So, um, you know, with all this being en- enabled by technology and AI, do you get a sense that uh, patients as well as the doctors now have a, a more active approach in the treatment plan because of all this data and insights being available. Um, I'm just wondering if you can share any feedback you've heard from doctors and patients alike. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think in a lot of um, diseases in neurology per se, there's a lot of, um, so everybody, every patient is different. How they react to treatment is different. And at the moment, there's not a lot of insights or objective insights into into, um, the symptoms or how they respond to treatment. So having that um, insights or being able to visualize how the symptoms are um, 24-7 or continuously, it really adds value to clinical Mm -hmm. decision-making. So to be honest, in Parkinson's as well, there's not a lot of innovation, right, in the past decades. Um, I mean, the most common and effective drug today is still um, Levodopa, which was introduced uh, probably 50, 60 years ago. Um, So being able to start bringing in innovation is really important um, in this area, disease area. And um, I can see that a lot of patients can really benefit from it. One of the things about being proactively managing your conditions is not just um, a physical thing where you can actually maybe take the right drug or, um, you know, seeing how your symptoms are and then and then mitigate that. But also it's a mindset thing. So um, some of the patients that we spoke with, for example, um, they're afraid of committing to events like um, family events or one of the patients I spoke with said that he was actually uncomfortable accepting birthday invitations from his family because he doesn't know how he will respond to treatment that day when he's outside of his home and in a restaurant. And he doesn't want to feel, he doesn't feel confident to actually participate in those events. So having the ability to actually see how your symptoms are behaving or how your symptoms are are, are responding to treatments and having that confidence of feeling that um, um, control over your condition is important. Um, having that confidence to live is important. And I think as patients starts to get more personalized treatment where they can see that their symptoms are better controlled, their confidence level to actually do what they want to do will increase as well. And that's a benefit and an impact that is way beyond you know what we see um, today in terms of treating the symptom with just with treatment. There's actually a mindset shift and an emotional um, uplift when it comes to um, proactive management and, and of chronic diseases. Mm. Well, I want to get into how Neptune works, which is Orbit Health's a proprietary health solution for Parkinson's disease. Uh, Patty, can you explain briefly how this device works? So we are um, device agnostic. Um, what that means is we can actually develop applications to work with um, different smartwatches. 
So just by using a smartwatch, um, our solution uses the, the data, the motion data um, that's passively captured by the smartwatch. Um, and our AI solution then processes those data to provide um, uh, motor fluctuation symptom states for physicians to actually see. Um, they can log into the web portal on demand to access these um, individual patient insights. And um, by looking at these continuous objective symptom states, they can then adjust the Parkinson's treatment regime to make sure that um, the patient stays in optimum therapeutic range. And it is in this range that patients can optimally have their can optimally control their symptoms. So, um, for example, what we in, in in our past seven clinical studies. We validate the solution um, to make sure that it's clinically relevant and reliable. And in one of the studies, we were able to see that the doctor using our solution um, can help his patient maintain an optimum symptom control state over 82% of the time compared to just 60% of the time without the solution. Mm -hmm. So if you look into that, that actually equates to about 5 symptom-free hour per day. So imagine a patient gaining that five hours per day where they don't have these motor fluctuations where they can actually carry out daily living activities and, and not, not feeling those devastated um, dyskinesia or, or off symptoms uh, states. Um, it's very important. Um, so yeah, so that's what, that's what we, we see. We can really make an impact in Parkinson's patients' life and really want to bring the solution to, to the market. Yeah, I, I can I can definitely imagine uh, for a patient if you're able to provide a health solution that essentially frees up five more hours of their life, and you re then you really improve their quality of life, and you know, like you said, they can live life normally as as a as someone who you know struggles with Parkinson's disease. If you can minimize the, the their symptom state, then it, does really go a long way. And yeah. one of the things that we see when you can maintain um, the optimum symptom control state is that potentially you can also prevent falls. Um, and as you can imagine, falls can be quite devastating. Um, you know, um, that's a uh, that that's a, a key one of the key causes for hospitalizations and hip fracture. And you do want to make sure that um, you know you prevent those uh, those events from happening. With the increasing adoption of these digital health solutions and more and more people wearing devices, there's going to be more health data that's being generated and how we can use this data to maximize the, you know, the insights we can draw from it. There is a lot of potential to help a lot of people. And you know, as you mentioned, just this use of data, where do you think we are in terms of just being able to use this data in the uh, most effective way possible just throughout the ecosystem. Because I know that some, some countries may be more strict and maybe more um, conservative in, in this area, whereas other countries and, and their health systems, they have really you know, adopted this idea and really bought into this idea of uh, data sharing. And I guess from your vantage point, um, overall, do you think we are just kind of halfway there or do you think we're, we're well on our way to just really being able to use this data uh, effectively? Yeah, I think we're still at the beginning. Um, and mm -hmm. in order for people to embrace, um, in order to shift mindset, I think we need to have more success cases. Um, mm -hmm. One of the things that 
we could do is really um, like what I do like about Singapore, for example, they do have these test bedding opportunities um, or sandboxing opportunities. And I think that's where you can have a very specific use case um, and you can have different parties coming to act together to collaborate and demonstrate how um, safe sharing of data can happen, what are the ingredients it takes for it to happen, and what sort of value and benefits are we getting out of that. If we have enough of these um, success cases, I think we'll be able to convince um, more of the traditional player or different stakeholders to look at it deeper and, and to, to participate in these collaboration journey to um, enable more of these um, activities to take place. And I think, you know, right now, the industry is still operating in silos, um, even within digital health, the landscape itself, you know, you have so many digital health tools rapidly growing and, and you know, introducing into the market, but each of these solutions are still operating in silos. So we need to have more collaborative use case addressing a very clear problem to demonstrate using of data can happen to benefit patients ultimately. Mm. And do you think governments um, laying the foundations for a digitally powered health ecosystem? And are, are you seeing any um, issues that is kind of slowing down its adoption? Yeah, I see that um, different governments are um, advancing at a different pace. There's a lot of effort and, and initiatives in Singapore to actually move digital health forward. I can see that. And also in Germany, for example, that's where um, our solution is also, you know, going into market there. Their DIGA policy, which is their digital health policy, is also enabling physicians to prescribe these digital tools to their patients and get reimbursed. Um, and I think reimbursement is one of the things that could really drive adoption. How can we align incentives, right? One of the things that we see in traditional health delivery model is that um, physicians uh, or healthcare professionals are currently being incentivized uh, mostly when the patient is sick or when the patient uh, is being, you know, has to go through surgery, is being hospitalized, you know, when, when things happen. As we shift the, especially in chronic diseases, as we shift the paradigm to more of like the earlier part of the patient journey, um, where, where healthcare professionals can actually take part in um, helping to, to, to impact um, the, the patient, that's where, um, in, how do we incentivize um, you know, physicians and healthcare professionals to, to do that? Um, for example, in our solution, they will be monitoring more frequently um, for the Parkinson's patients, um, not when the Parkinson's patient is having an, a fall or um, not when the Parkinson's patient is actually in the hospital, but when the Parkinson's patient's at home. So how can government define a incentive scheme or structure to enable these preventative measures to take place? I think that can really help drive the adoption forward. Mm, yeah, that's really interesting. So as we wrap up our chat today, let's end on a you know, forward-looking question. How do you see yourself fit in into this growing digital health that we're getting a preview of these two years um, in the future? So what kind of drives you and makes you passionate about, about Orbit Health and, you know, your outlook on digital health? So it is, it is Orbit's vision to be a digital biomarkers lab. 
Um, our goal is to bridge the gap between clinical adoption and digital health solutions and to facilitate trusted digital health tools to be in the hands of physicians to really make an impact in patients' lives. So how can we integrate these solutions into clinical workflow to ensure that they're being used appropriately? Like I said before, um, that's really where our goal is to really enable this industry to really move forward and make real impact. So seeing the adoption of these new digital health solutions and technologies and to, to be able to then, you know, allowing physicians to participate in patient journey early, um, modify patient's behavior, improving clinical delivery and improving patient outcome is what motivates us, Orbit, and, and me, myself, to actually continue to be committed into this space and to, to work hard towards driving that goal. I guess building new solutions is, is only part of the stories, right? Digital health solutions can be a gadget or can really be a health solutions that can be integrated into routine clinical practice to impact patients' health. And it is the latter that we're focusing on. Mm. Well, thank you for your time, Patty. And I really look forward to seeing Orbit Health develop Neptune and potentially other solutions for other chronic diseases so you can help millions and millions of patients. Thank you very much, Jonathan. Um, very, very happy to, to participate in today's um, podcast. Thank you for the invitation. And that is the end of this episode. Thanks for tuning in. To find out more about Roche Diagnostics and Diagram Dialogues, please visit rochediagram.com. Stay tuned for the next episode.